My guest joining me is someone you may have seen at the Detroit Opera House as Pinkerton in Madame Butterfly, as Rodolfo in La Boheme, uh, or maybe Nadir in Pearl Fishers, Ismail in Nabucco. Does this ring a bell at all? <laughs> He's the tenor Noah Stewart, and uh, he will be singing the role of Cavaradossi in the Puccini's Tosca on Sunday, April 15th at 3 p.m., and he joins us now to give us the lowdown on one of Puccini's big hits. So glad to see you. So glad to meet you. Oh, it's so great to be here, Chris. Thank it's, you. It's so much to talk to you about. Um, so much. And, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the opera somewhere. Okay. Uh, but first, uh, I asked you when you came in, had you seen uh, Jesus Christ Superstar last night at yes. NBC? And you said you had. I did. So I did. What what do you think? I thought it was great. I thought it was great because... If you don't know anything about musical theater, I mean, if you if you don't if you don't live in a city where musical theater is on, it's a great way to see something that you've never seen before. Uh, in terms and then having a, a superstar like John Legend uh, also participate also raises the bar and gets people watching who not necessarily would have would would like musicals or, or think they wouldn't like musicals. And um, so not only do you get the musical theater fans and also the Andrew Lloyd Webber fans, but you also get the John Legend fans. And and um, it was great to combine because I, I can't think of the, the there was a rock there was a rocker or uh, a singer also in it. Uh, Alice Cooper. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. It was because, an interesting cast, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Brandon Victor Dixon. Yes. Who was, uh, um, he was Ham- not Hamilton, he was uh, Burr, is mm. that right? In, yes. In the play Hamilton? Yes. So now there's an obvious stage talent, a Broadway talent. Did, had Legend done any Broadway that you know of? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think he did a wonderful job. He's, I think he's a great singer. And, I, and to tell you the truth, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that he would be able, I, I just couldn't hear his voice in the role, but he totally blew me away. I was blown away. He's mm. great. Yeah, I think they had some, well, for me, there were some sound issues because uh, the audience, which I think was raised on these these singing contests where you just scream at everything that's going on, yeah, uh, really got in the way of the music for me. But, uh, boy, those performances uh, I thought were pretty spot on. Oh, they were, and also the, the dancers were great and... And I mean, I, I wonder how much time they had to practice. I mean, it's you know, it's live TV, so yeah. everything it has to be so, so synchronized. And um, but yeah, the, also I think that the audience—it's difficult with a show like that because there's so much going on. And I called my mom um, because she's not a, a big musical theater fan or not a big opera fan, and so she's always kind of like, um, I, kind of my test if if it's if it's a good show. And I said, "Mom, are you watching?" And she said, "Yes, I'm still watching it. I think it's great." Um, uh, there's a lot going on, but I'm still following following the story. And so she saw the whole performance. So kudos to uh, everyone in charge there at uh, at NBC for um, making it such a great success. Have you done musical theater? I have. Uh, I went to LaGuardia High School, the fame, the the the, the music and art high school. You know, fame, the based upon oh the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. TV show. And my first uh, part was The Beatle in Sweeney Todd. By Stephen Sondheim, but I always, I always wanted to be an, an international opera singer. That was always my my goal. <laughs> Since when? I mean, at what point did the the bug bite you? Well, I got into, I was introduced to classical music as kind of like a fluke. I grew up in Harlem, New York, in New York City, and my mom was a single parent, and so she worked forty hours to fifty hours a week, 
And so we could, she couldn't afford a babysitter. So she said, anytime um, there is an activity at school, raise your hand and just volunteer. So I was on the chess team. I was on the debate team. I was on the huh. basketball team. I played basketball with Macaulay Culkin. As, 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 really? <laughs> isn't that funny? And I also um, I joined the choir because no young you know, 11-year-old boys want to be in choir. So I, I, I raised my hand, and my choir teacher said, okay, you're already in. And, um, you know, just because they just needed, they just needed boys. Yeah, tough audition. Eh? <laughs> and uh, I was really interested in, I, in, in classical music. It just seemed strange. You know, I didn't grow up listening to classical music. My, my family is from Louisiana, so I grew up listening to Miles Davis and Nancy Wilson yeah. and Aretha Franklin. And, um, but classical music seemed interesting, and my teacher said, well, if you know, if you practice every day, your scales, you know, me, 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 la, 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 your voice will develop and get better. And um, I went back and I practiced, and within a year, I saw the development uh, of my voice, and I, and, I, and I, you know, it was just this, this kind of puzzle, really, because, you know, I'm growing up in the city, you know, yeah. where, you know, LL Cool J is on the radio, and, um, and, you know, sure, my friends would tease me, you know, say, oh, you know, here comes that, the, the opera guy. Yeah, right. You know, you know because... Uh, How you know, old were you at this time? Oh, I had been more than, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. Wow. Very early. Very That's early. gutty. Yeah, I but mean, I... The, I mean, but I didn't know. I just did it because it was fun. And, you know, there were so many interesting opportunities that that I had growing up. Sesame Street came looking for, for kids to do voiceovers. And I raised my hand, and I was on Sesame Street. And, um, you know, and Fantastic. I got a new way to walk. You know, it, and it, it would just... It it just this is why um, going back to the, the the Jesus Christ superstar, it's important to get our kids and also uh, adults just interested in many different things because it just opens their mind. So when they are grown up, or it's not so new to them, they say, "Oh yeah, of course I'll go to the opera." Tosca, I'll check it out. I remember yeah. seeing uh, meeting an opera singer when I was in, in in high school or when I was in elementary school, and it's not so foreign for them. Yeah. So I was really lucky. I just took some uh, adult friends to the symphony a couple of weeks ago. They'd never been to the symphony, never been in the orchestra hall. What did they think? They were blown away, <laughs> totally blown away. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, in getting ready for this segment, I went online looking for pictures, and I found a picture of you uh, with your shirt off. <laughs> and if you- Which one? I'm kidding. The, the one with the six pack. <laughs> And it was very impressive, but obviously you work out. You know, I do. For me, I, I go to the gym because it relaxes me. And the the life of, a, of an opera singer or a classical musician is very different that of, um, an, I don't want to say someone who doesn't do it, but, you know, we have days we have days off, we have hours off, and it's important to build have a routine. And I go to the gym uh, to memorize my my words, and but also just to kind of get myself mentally prepared for my rehearsals and for the big show, which is you know which is our performances. Yeah. Do you sing on the treadmill? No, but <laughs> <laughs> but occasionally I'll a, a, a sound will come out because I'll see people looking. You know they'll turn they'll turn around like what yeah. was that? And um, so I kind of have to keep a low profile and 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 not kind of sing. <laughs> allowed well you said it also it helps your music oh yeah oh in, in terms of me remember yeah because just i've heard many athletes say before a game they will over they'll play over and over and over again the different scenarios of you know take if it's you know on the tennis court or on the field 
And for me, this, when we come to an opera house, we'll have rehearsals. You know, we have many hours of rehearsals and we, we have blocking, you know, for instance, you know, stage right or stage left. How am I going inter- to interact with my leading lady? And um, sometimes we'll have fight choreography. And very oftentimes for me, when I'm at the gym, I replay all of my rehearsals in my head. So when I do come to a rehearsal, it's already there. And so every scenario is, is already worked out for me. And um, it's a great way also for me to do my research. Well, Tosca, getting back to that, <laughs> was uh, at a very interesting time in, uh, in the world. It was uh, the early 20th century. Mm. And things like the telephone, the, uh, the automobile, uh, the electric light bulb were the iPhone of their day. Yes. Uh, and I read that uh, uh, the style of opera that uh, Puccini was working with is called Verismo. Yes. Is, which is... Real re- opera. Re- real, re- as in real life. Yes. And in fact, he got criticized a bit for some of his, uh, for the, what shall I say, the realism, the, the PG-13, the, the R-rated portions of his opera. Yes. And we and and now we love it. You know, it's it's. I think it's one of the the reasons. Of course, going along with, I mean, Puccini was the number one melody writer of his time. Some would say of all time. He wrote some nice tunes. And you couple that with real actors and real action and real places, which do exist, and um, it makes for every time I see this, every time I hear Tosca, every time I go to see it, it's all. It's still one of my favorite operas of all time. Well, uh, you've done us a favor of going through uh, the recording we have and selecting a few of the arias. Uh, I should mention that this is an older recording featuring one of the great Toscas of all time, Maria Callas. Oh, fantastic. Floria Tosca. Uh, appearing with her will be Giuseppe Di Stefano uh, singing your role. Yes. I hope that's okay. That's okay. Um, Baron Scarpia is sung by <laughs> Tito Gobi. And he's a nasty fellow. And we'll get into those characters in a moment. The orchestra and chorus of La Scala Milan will be heard. Victor de Sabata conducting. And the first aria you've picked is a, is a real, uh, what shall I say, hit. Oh, it's yes. A, it's, it's pure Puccini, and it's just gorgeous. What's going on here? So this is Cavaradossi's first act aria, and he is a, a painter. And he enters the church, and um, he's just about to re resume his work and he thinks about his beloved Tosca and in this aria he is comparing the beauty of Tosca to that of the Mary Magdalene Dammi colori
That was Giuseppe Di Stefano as Mario Cavaradossi, the painter in the church, working on a beautiful painting, and and he just gets, he has to sing. He gets carried away. Uh, it, that is gorgeous. He, you know, he had a sip of coffee and he's excited to start his his day. <laughs> when, when you sing that on a stage, yes, in a in a concert hall or in an opera house, yes, what's going on in your head? I mean, other. As you you know, these big notes are coming up. Yes. That the, uh, how do you prepare for that? Frightened. I'm usually frightened. Uh-huh. You know, I get to the theater about an hour before um, if I'm doing a concert, and I start warming up. And um, very gradually, it's like going to the gym or stretching. Um, so you're already ready when you hit the stage. But no matter how much I practice or no matter how much I run over th- that scenario, um before I walk out in front of that orchestra, my heart is pounding uh, because tenors, to be a tenor is the most unnatural of, of all the voice types in opera because we're, we're, my speaking voice is, is kind of mid-range, but we're singing these huge top notes and it takes years to develop the technique to do it. And 
when we when as we approach it, it's almost like a, a like a, a dunk or spell in basketball or yeah. or a, a, a flip in swimming. Uh, the accuracy has to be there. And um, but when you land it or when you hit the note and you can hold it, there's there's a visceral reaction that happens inside in the audience. They they go they go crazy. It's like a rock concert. Oh, of course they do. It, it, whatever notes follow your aria are never heard <laughs> because, because everybody's screaming. Yeah, uh, and they thrilling. will be. My guest is Noah Stewart, who will be singing that role. On April 15th at the Detroit Opera House in Tosca. Yes, thank you. Uh, and you can, by the way, as you hear us talk about all this stuff, you can get more information by go, uh, calling the uh, Michigan Opera Theater box office at 313-237-SING or go to the website, which has all kinds of great information, by the way, in terms of uh, the, the opera itself and the history of it all at uh, michiganopera.org. Um, all right, so now there are other things going on in the opera. Uh, Cavaradossi is in danger. Yes? Is, y- y- has that happened yet? That hasn't happened yet. But Not yet. The, the, diva, uh, the diva enters, um, his that, lover, Floria. That's, that's Tosca. Floria Tosca. And she is a, she's a, a theatrical woman who's very, very jealous. And so she walks in and she says, Mario, what, have you, what, what, what were you doing? And um, she says, I heard voices. And he said, oh, that was just a sacristan, you know, cleaning up the church. And she says, no, I, b- I believe it was someone else. And Maradossi convinces her. He says, he says, you know, you're the only woman for me. And so she, she gazes up at the painting, which I've been painting, of Mary Magdalene. And she notices that it's a woman that she's seen before. And so she gets into a, a huge, jealous uh, huff. Oops. Yeah, oops. And I, ha- I have to assure her that uh, it's just a woman that I saw uh, who comes to the church every day to pray, but, but, but Floria is the only woman for her, for him, rather. And um, the next piece is this amazing love duet.
Lasciami al lavoro, mi dispacci, urge l'opera, lo sai? Tanti per il mondo. Aspetta. Aspetta. E la tavola. La La vedi. Tanto trovi. 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 Trovi.
That's Maria Callas, the Maria Callas, from a 1953 recording of Tosca. She, of course, had the title role, uh, and with Giuseppe Di Stefano as Mario Cavaradossi. This is WRCJ. Uh, you're listening to the Well-Tempered Wireless. We're doing a little deep dive on Tosca, Puccini's Tosca, which opens at the Opera House this coming Saturday night. It will also be broadcast live right here on the radio. And uh, joining me is another Cavaradossi, uh, Noah Stewart, who will be singing the role in the final performance of the run on April 15th. So check out uh, more information at michiganopera.org or just call the box office and say, give me some tickets. I mean, you'll have to pay for them, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, 313-237-SING is the number. That's 313-237-SING. So th- there they are. They're, they're kind of uh, sweeties. They're- yeah, they're getting carried away, this love duet. And Cavaradossi tells his lover, Florio Tosca, that she has to go because he has to finish his work. Uh, what she doesn't know is that Cavaradossi's uh, friend uh, is, is, has, is an escaped prisoner. And uh, he is hiding out in the church. So, um, so Cavaradossi sends Florio Tosca away, and um, they both, Cavaradossi and his friend, they leave. Angelotti, they leave the church. On their heels is the villain of the story. His name is Scarpia. Boy, he's one of the worst, isn't he? He's the worst. What is that? That Disney? Um, I was thinking, is it is a Disney? Is it like called Scar? What is that? Is that the yeah? Is Scar that, was in, uh, he was in a Lion King. But see, wasn't he? I thought this thought this is such a a, a great comparison. He's an evil guy, and he is he wants Tosca badly, but of course Tosca belongs to Mario. Um, but there, the cannon has gone off because there's uh, a prisoner on on uh, on the loose, and they run to the church and they find uh, a fan belonging to a woman, and and Tosca comes in. She says, "You know, where's Mario?" Um, and uh, Scarpia says, "You know, he's not here, but we found this fan." And immediately she gets jealous that they're, you know, she's like, I knew, I knew I was right. There's another woman. She's high maintenance. She's, isn't she? she's a lot, but she's beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, we put up with it and, um, and, um, <laughs> she's furious and, and she is devastated, of course. Um, and she leaves the church and Scarpia is, 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 is so excited, um, because not only will he, he, he swears that he'll, Get Tosca, but he also will get Mario and also the escape prisoner. And this this is the Act One of Puccini's one of the greatest Act One finales of Tosca. I mean, of of opera, and it's the Te Deum, and um, it's it's when the chorus comes out and the and the and Scarpi is singing over the chorus, and it's such a, a powerful moment. And every time I hear it, I get goosebumps. Sbirri, una carrozza, presto, seguila dovunque vada, non visto, non vedi, sta bene, sta 
Wow. And and everybody's on their feet. The curtain comes down. It's the end of Act One. And uh, that and was... you have to come back for more. It's so good. Oh, you, you bet. <laughs> I'm never going to leave. We are listening to, uh, well, we're listening to a couple of things. The recording that we're listening to of Tosca features Maria Callas as Floria Tosca, the opera singer, uh, Giuseppe Di Stefano as Mario Cavaradossi, her uh, enamorata and, and a painter, and uh, Baron Scarpia, a uh, really uh, nasty fellow. Oh, yeah. As, uh, as we heard in that aria, Tito Gobi, along with the orchestra and chorus of La Scala Milan, Victor de Sabata conducting. And speaking of opera singers, I've got a very good one right here uh, in Noah Stewart, who will be singing the role of Cavaradossi on the uh, <clears throat> Sunday, April 15th matinee performance. Uh, do you think... When you go to work, gee, I get to be a, a tenor. You yeah, know, it's it's pretty surreal. It's I I, I had rehearsal um, with. I mean, also kind of to say, Chris, the the other cast members are absolutely fantastic, uh, and the chorus is great. The orchestra sounds great. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Valero Galli is the conductor, and you know to have an Ita- I mean, this is this is Italian's best in terms of the music. So to have one of their own. Uh, in charge of of the whole production is is you get the authentic sound and it's exciting and I think wow I I never would have thought that twenty years ago that my dreams would would still be coming true and it, I'm very lucky I'm very very lucky and you know I'm very lucky that Dr. DeCara who was the founding member of of the Detroit Opera he heard me when I was a young artist at San Francisco and and he said Noah you're you're you still have a ways to go in terms of your development. But uh, I believe in your talent, and um, I, I want to help you. And I've now I've sung six roles, more more roles than I've sung anywhere else in the world here in Detroit, and it is such a an honor, a privilege. Uh, I'm so humbled uh, to be here, and and I love the city, uh, I love the people here. Um, I admire them. I admire their grit, their courage, um, and um, and their fight. And it's it's just a wonderful city. Well, we're honored to have you here. Uh, now, you, you've got to go get a ticket. You have to go see this. In the Opera House, it opens Saturday and runs for four performances. It just runs for uh, not quite a week. So uh, go to michiganopera.org or call the box office and say, give me them tickets. And they will love it. Chris, They will. I, I just actually was this, there this morning. They were installing the set, and it looks Unbelievable! It, it you are there. You are in yeah. Italy. You are in. You are in church. You are there, and you you lose your you lose your breath when you see this and you hear the and you hear the music. Yeah, it, people people applaud the sets when the curtain goes up. <laughs> uh, seriously, they do. And and you go ahead if you've never been to the opera before. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go into this gorgeous cathedral of music. This this opera house. Yeah, that. Again, Dr. David D. Chiara made happen. Uh, it, w- it was an abandoned movie theater uh, designed, by the way, by the same architect who designed Orchest- Orchestra Hall. Yes. So it's got great acoustics. Uh, and you'll see, once the curtain goes up, you'll hear a wonderful orchestra. Uh, the Michigan Opera Theater Orchestra is fantastic. And then the curtain goes up and you see the set 
that Noah was talking about. And then people come out and they start to sing, and you're just totally blown away. You're blown away, yeah. And there are super titles, so you know what they're singing about, which I think revolutionized opera in this country. Absolutely. At least for the, you know, for the audience, for the folks like me who don't know Italian uh, and even in English, it's hard to understand anyway. But now you, you know what's going on. You know why they did what they did. Yeah, and Puccini is so is such a wonderful, wonderful composer where it's all there. You should, you, you don't, sure the super titles are there for you for your convenience, but I guarantee once you are there in the opera and you are watching what's going on, you lose yourself and you don't need explanation. Yeah. It's, it's such a great show. So check, check it out. Check it out. You'll be sorry if you didn't. Um, we're going to need to move on here. So let's, uh, let's, let's see. How long is number six? I'm, this will be edited out for the West Coast feed. I think we can squeeze it in. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Or, so, you want to set it up, Chris? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the last time we saw Tosca, she was, she was heartbroken and she's running to Mario to ask for, for answers. You know, where's this fan? But what she doesn't know is Scarpia has sent her spies, sent his spies uh, to to trail Tosca, and Tosca brings the spies right to Mario, and uh, he, the painter, has been taken as a prisoner, and um, to to Scarpia's residence, and he asks Mario, "Where's this, where is Angelotti? Where is the prisoner?" And he says, "I don't know," and he says, "We found a fan. We found other pieces of evidence. We know that he has been with you." And he doesn't talk. He refuses to talk. Um, Mario was taken away by the spies, and uh, Tosca is left alone with uh, with Baron Scarpia. Oh, sounds and like a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. And he presses her for information. Hey, no, 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 no,
sounded like it hurt yeah it was uh, it was <laughs> that was mario caldosi being tortured by scarpia's spies and um of course scar uh tosca simply can't take the, the the she's to hear your lover being tortured she simply um destroys so she so she she tells scarpia where the prisoner has been hiding she gives up the secret and um this leads to one of the most prolific soprano arias of all time uh, it's entitled Visidarte, where Tosca prays, prays to God and she says, I've been a devout woman my whole entire life. I've given my life to art and to love. Why must I suffer?
Oh, man. Um, we need to get a box of tissues in this control room. <laughs> that was Maria Callas doing uh, Vizi Darte, not only one of the highlights of the opera Tosca, but one of the highlights of opera, period. Absolutely. What, Absolutely. A, what a gift for melody Mr. Puccini had. And what a gift of communication that uh, Madame Callas had. Yeah. She was uh, truly extraordinary. They say that uh, one of her, her great talents and what really set her apart was not only her singing, but what she did on stage. Oh, yeah. She wasn't just a uh, park and bark soprano. No, she really lived her. She really lived these 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 characters on stage, and um, some people would say she kind of lived out her life, really, and um, uh, which is also going to be quite dangerous as an artist because you can quite lose you can lose yourself. But that's the thing that people love, no? And I think she was she, she was the vehicle for the for the art form. My guest is Noah Stewart. He's a tenor. And he sings the role of Cavaradossi. He will be doing the final performance of Tosca at its run that uh, begins at the Detroit Opera House this coming Saturday. And Noah, you saved two of the greatest arias in the opera for the very end. We just heard uh, Visi Darte, but there's another one coming up that you get to sing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I get to sing uh, the final aria of, of Tosca. And it is... Um, I'll set it up for you. Cavadossi has just been told he has an hour uh, left in his life before he's executed. And he is left alone on the roof of the castle. And he is looking up at the stars. And he reflects the first time he ever saw and met his lover, Floyd Tosca. And the aria concludes with this wonderful line, E non amato, mai tanto la vita. I have never loved as much in my life. And this is Elucevan le Stelle. Sfiorava l'arena 
Once again, there are those last notes that Puccini wrote, probably knowing they'd never get heard in the opera. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get any better oh, than that. Oh, my. Uh, that was Giuseppe Di Stefano as Mario Cavaradossi in one of the great arias in the opera. Uh, we've also heard in this recording Maria Callas as Floria Tosca and Tito Gobi as Baron Scarpia and... Uh, I, I bet you that when when the Baron Scarpia comes on stage for his bows, he gets booed. Oh yeah, uh, but you know that's part of the game. Absolutely. Uh, and you know they're just kidding. <laughs> the orchestra and chorus of La Scala Milan was also heard. Victor de Sabata conducting, and Noah Stewart. I so much enjoy talking about opera with you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You should come back and we'll just talk about whatever. I don't know. Pick something. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's fun. Oh, it is. So uh, here you are, and now you've got uh, your your performances a week from Sunday. Yes. What do you do between now and then? I uh, go to the gym. <laughs> ah, yeah, I, of I, course. I study. Um, my next engagement is uh, actually at Milwaukee Opera. I'm doing a uh, Florentine Opera, rather, and I'm doing the Magic Flute by Mozart. Oh. And, and it's my first time singing the role of Tamino. Um, but um, it, it's it's very much uh, getting myself prepared for the fifteenth. And um, opera singers, we we have our schedules pretty pretty far in advance. So um, so we're working on other. I'll be working on other other pieces of music. Uh, but I'll be also coming to the, to see my other colleagues open this fantastic show. It's really uh, it's really uh, re- really in for a treat. Well, you can hear Noah and the rest of the cast and the great Michigan Opera Theater Orchestra. In Tosca opens Saturday night 
information at michiganopera.org or just call the box office at 313-237-SING. That's 313-237-SING. And tell them that Noah Stewart sent you. It won't get you any discount or anything, but they might go, wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) Noah, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to go out with a reprise of of VZ Darte, but this time, Leontine Price. Uh, Is that okay? That's more than okay.